welcome to the new episode of Supplycast, the podcast from the Healthcare Supply Association. Today, we're going to be talking to Mark Ibbotson, who many of you will know. He's in charge of everything to do with learning and development at HTSA, so he's going to be providing a bit of an update on pork pies. <laughs> no, he's not. He's going to be providing an update on learning and and development um that's a bit of an in joke which <laughs> you're not gonna get i am um, i had the pleasure in in november of having my first conference with the hsa and ended up spending a lot of the sort of free time with mark and um you know p- pies in general but pork pies in particular were a particularly strong um theme weren't they <laughs> yeah they, they were i mean a couple of years ago when we were i think last at uh, harrogate all we seemed to get for lunch was pork pies. There were trays and trays of them. Don't knock it. And unfortunately, they weren't up to the standard that oh, we used to. Yeah, well, that's the problem. I mean, if only, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe they should have got you involved in the catering as a sort of specialist. Well, I, I can turn my hands to most things, Bruce. <laughs> Mark, obviously you're going to talk to us about the latest L&D stuff at HCSA, and there is a lot going on, so it's a good, good time to be talking to you. First of all, um, how did you come to get involved in with uh, L&D at HTSA? Can you give me sort of a brief idea of how that happened? Yeah, well, a, a few years ago, I was approached to start to look at the PDP, the um, Procurement Development Programme, mm. because the, the guy who previously ran it uh, decided that it, it kind of had enough of, of, of running it. Yeah. So I, I kind of was asked to step into the breach mm-hmm. by... Uh, by Helen Lyle, and from then on, I seemed to take the, the kind of bull by the horns uh, and develop it. At that time, I was doing a lot of teaching in SIPs, and I was a SIPs um, trainer, and I was a SIPs examiner at the time. So it all kind of gelled together. Mm. Uh, and I've always had a passion for training. Uh, yeah. I've been a term trainer for 20, 25 years. So I suppose... I was a bit of an, a natural choice to help support the HSA in that particular field. I've noticed myself with the PDP, uh, the, the the PDP students. I guess if you call call them that, I've just called them that. So they're students now. <laughs> I've made the decision. Uh, I've noticed very much that you you do develop a bond with them, don't you? I mean, you've got a lot of passion for that because I do, I do know it's like like past you know that past uh, top three placement individuals from various years you know it, it seems to be a bond that really develops there which, which I think is really cool yeah I think one of the issues is that they don't have something that's as, perhaps as comprehensive in a fairly short space of time yeah and one of the key drivers behind PDP is yes there's obviously the the theoretical topics mm-hmm. that, that we train on the course but it's also yep. about networking and the key thing with networking is that when they look around the classroom, most of those people, they will continue their procurement journey with all through their careers. Mm-hmm. And I think that generates a bond because it's easy to ring somebody up that you know to say, can you give me a hand with something? Or have you got a specification for this? Rather than just ring somebody up cold and not know who they are. So. Yeah. I, I, I suppose in, in many degrees, I, I'm very proud of the people that attend PDP. Yeah, yeah. And of course, of the people who are winners. And because we ask them back to do certain tasks 
I talked to the delegate, the following year's delegates to try and put the delegates at ease a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of apprehension about coming away for a week and learning all that time. Yeah. But it does it does develop a I suppose a little bit like a family. So that's that, that that's the good bond and, and people seem to enjoy the course as well, which is critical. In the last supply cast, I spoke to Sophie Lilliman, who's one of your past top three um students or whatever you, whatever you call yeah. them um and uh yeah she very much said that i know she was one of the ones that was invited back to talk to the to, to the new pdp individuals and she very yeah she very much said that i mean we've we've ended up speaking to i guess we've spoken to a few people that have been on supply costs um that have been on pdp uh and they've all had uh, the same you know very good ex- uh, experience with it obviously this year's sold out uh, very quickly and yes. the placements went very quickly. Uh, we did it in three days. In three days. I mean, fantastic. But just a little bit before we move on, obviously, you've, um, you're returning to Nottingham this year, aren't you? And you were telling me about uh, the significance of that. Yeah, we are. Um, summer school, as it was called. And yeah. still refer to it as summer school. I love I loved that title because um, there's a... There's a uh, 80s comedy film called Summer School. <laughs> and, and, I, and when everyone says that, I just immediately, I, if, I don't know if anybody's listened to this, since some people might have seen that film, we might be familiar with it. They might even choose to watch it now. But it's it's a kind of sort of like a, a, a fun, slightly raucous, classic, typical 80s comedy. And I always think of that at Summer School. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, I suppose the issue with it, it's Summer School in October. <laughs> so the kind of show <laughs> yeah. and outside uh, yeah. uh, things kind of don't work anymore. But um, yeah. yeah, it's Simon Walsh reminded me that it's 50 years of PDP this year. Yeah. And... It's going home because originally mm. summer school was held at Nottingham University in the summer because we got cheap accommodation, basically. Right. Um, and I think what's happened over the over the years is we've become uh, more professional at running it. We get mm-hmm. some great speakers there. We've had Priya Bailey. We get David Williams. We've had all sorts of people and they all want to come. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing, yeah. Because they see it as an opportunity to to try and help and guide mm-hmm. the delegates, who m- many have probably at, at the start of their career, some aren't, some have kind of have come into procurement for for a whole host of reasons, um, to help and guide them and make sure that they, they get a good footing, yeah. a good solid base that they can actually start to to build a career on. Because we give them a um, a big folder, uh, and it's it used to be sort of photocopied bits of paper that mm-hmm. were quite square and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So about five or six years ago, we started to develop a, a good folder that is really a massive reference for people. Things will change. So, yeah. for example, EU procurement is changing in terms of what it is, but the principles are st- will still always be there. Yeah, that's 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 great. Let's, so we should move on to the new uh, learning management system. That yeah, uh, is the sort of like, you know, uh, kind of the big thing in terms yeah. of LD and HTSA. Can you tell me a bit about that and yeah. what people can expect? Learning management system that we kind of call uh, LMS, we currently have seven modules on it. And there's a, a, a sort of a mixture that they're, they're generic model, uh, modules. So things like business conduct and uh, codes of business conduct and modern slavery and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably modules that last about half an hour and you can 
leave them whenever you want and you go back to the same spot and carry on. Uh, there's lots of questions and answers. There's little bits of videos in there. So it really is a kind of a, a multimedia mm -hmm. uh, operation. And if anybody wants to get access to them, then please drop me an email at mark.ibertson at nhsprocurement.org.uk and I'll get you on the list. It might take a, a, a couple of days. But what we're trying to do is build that library of references for people to, to go and have a look at, get a bit of knowledge, and then eventually what we'll start to look at is when we go get the skills passport up and running, when we start to look at the PTOM competencies, then these will supplement the evidence to support the movement on competencies for mm -hmm. individuals. So it, it, again, it's, it's a, we try and make it a bit of fun mm -hmm. as well as it being informative. Yep. So please use it and say any issues just drop me an email and i'll uh, i'll help sort it out for you something else that i know has been talked about a bit at the moment is that there has been created in the hcsa laboratory deep underground at an unspecified location an interactive video yeah which we... will be soon available uh via a link that will be placed in the members area of the brand shiny new hcsa website well, can you tell me about this Right, what, what we've done here is it's, it's a kind of a three-part module and it's, um, again, it's informative. It's all based around the Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply um, procurement model. Mm -hmm. So what it does is it takes different chunks of these and does an explanation of them and then there's a bit of a question and answer session around it. Yep. So this will probably overall take you about an hour and mm -hmm. it's... It'll work on most multimedia apart from phones. It's probably the phone screens are probably a bit too small. Yeah. It's iPads and, and upwards. So what we will be doing is we'll be putting that onto the, the website and in the members area. So again, people can log into that via the LMF, the learning management system, um, and 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 use it and and learn from it. And again, we'll try and match that into the PTOM competencies. So it all supports future learning. And it will um, kind of verify the theoretical skills that you're developing. That's great. Something else that I wanted to touch on. Again, it's something that's that's quite new. That's been uh, that we've been able to be sort of nailed down. It's a sequence of training events with NHS EI. What can you tell us about that at the moment? Okay, we, we, we've had uh, some quite long conversations around PTOM with NHS EI. Yeah. Uh, and what they've agreed to do is support us um, in, in, in financial terms around delivering uh, training courses. Mm -hmm. So we've agreed a range of, of training courses. We'll run two of each over starting in May, uh, probably up until about the end of March of 2023. And they'll be virtual. Mm -hmm. So they will be done uh, through Teams. And we'll be putting an application form into the website so people can put forward. Yeah. Probably the, the virtual ones, we will have about maybe 16 mm -hmm. uh, people per, per course. We're also doing some classroom-based ones. We're doing strategic sourcing, which will be a one-day one event. And we'll be bringing back the negotiation course, which is a two-day event, mm -hmm. classroom-based. First day, we teach the theory. Second day, 
is more of a practical application. So people are actually negotiating and they actually get a feel for being in uh, in the cauldron of negotiation. Yeah. We will be doing some more stuff around future leaders. So people say to me, what's happening after PDP? Well, right, we're, yeah. looking, we're looking at doing like an advanced PDP and mm -hmm. that will be probably based around the softer skills so about communication and mm -hmm. handling difficult people and what's the difference between a leader and a manager and can people be both? Um, and again, they will be more kind of classroom based because when you're starting against the softer skills, we need to start looking at watching people, watching their body language yeah. and dealing with that kind of uh, situation. That's great. And, and it's, um, you know, uh, the kind of leaders of the future, uh, you know, you, you, uh, people on the younger end of procurement professionals, people in junior roles, those kind of positions are something that HSA is very much looking to bond with increasingly going forward. So that will fit in nicely with that overall strategy. It will, because we're all about the future. We yeah. are about now. Yeah. But we've also got to look at the skill sets for the future. Yeah. And as we've seen over the last couple of years, some of those skill sets have changed. We didn't worry too much about supply and demand. Mm. However, obviously with, with COVID-19, we've had massive demand and we haven't been able to satisfy all that demand because the supply chains haven't been as perhaps good as maybe they should do. So I think we will be evolving all the different learning and development issues uh, and we'll be looking at different skill sets and how we make sure that we are more resilient, perhaps, in the future. You're also working quite closely with the corporate partners to expand L&D, our lovely, lovely corporate partners whose support we thank them for. <laughs> well, can you tell me about what the idea behind that is and, and where that might be heading? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the corporate partners uh, support the NHS in terms of training. Uh, quite a lot is, of that is on the clinical side. So people from suppliers will go into theatre and advise um, clinicians on how they should do things and the way that they should do things to try and get the best result for patient care. So what we're starting to look at is, is trying to develop networks with some of our corporate partners for them to start to look at, well, how can they support procurement? Because I think in the past, sometimes procurement has been seen as a bit of a blocker. Mm -hmm. I think that radically changed over the last couple of years because we sure. have to communicate yeah. to a far greater degree than we've ever done before. So, for example, I was talking with uh, Baxter today about they've been doing some work around value-based procurement. Mm -hmm. And I know they've been on a, on a roundtable with Simon Walsh and Simon Clark, and they said, we need this information to filter down to the rank and file people. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to look at how do we link that through our website or do we yeah. need a learning management system? They're only short, maybe five minutes, mm -hmm. but it's, it's an animated uh, one that they're, they're looking at. Yeah. And they come from Bristol. Unfortunately, it's not Ardman. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say on that Baxter Roundtable, did you have to be called Simon to get on it? Oh. Uh, I think so, yes. <laughs> Uh, there is a lot this but one of the reasons why we chose to, to, to get you on for the first time on the supply cast mark is because first of all it's just so it's just so great to talk to you obviously first and foremost uh, but the, 
<laughs> but 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 the other thing is is that that you know the L and D part of it. You know, there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of uh, modernization and. Uh, uh, and a refresh happening at HTSA, you know, hence the website. And LND is a, obviously, obviously, learning and development is a, is a key part of what HTSA provides. So the timing of you come, coming on here is, is is no accident. We're at a, a situation here, which I guess you would say is is this probably the most progressive period in learning and development for HTSA in terms of what we have on the agenda for the future, etc. Yeah, I think it, it, it's probably the most progressive period. It's also a very exciting period. Mm. And I think it, it, in kind of two arenas. One, I'm very excited about getting all the stuff in and mm. done and on the systems. Yes. I'm also excited for the people out there that it actually gives them tools that they don't really have to pay for. If they want, want to go along the course with SIPs, mm. then you'd be talking a lot of money. These mm. are free and accessible yeah. to the majority well, to all our members uh, and hopefully that will attract new members and that will generate discussion and that will give us more opportunities to develop the profession that's do you know what that that is so perfectly encapsulated mark that i'm just going to take that and i'm going to say that's that's dealt with the meat of the podcast there um <laughs> As we look at LD, I mean, as you said, I think you've summed it up. There's, there's loads of great stuff going on there. It's great to have the, uh, you know, the support, obviously, of uh, corporate partners yep. around that stuff. And it's also great to have the, the investment from the guys up above yeah. as well, which is fantastic. So it's great news. And, it, you know, it really is just, we really are just moving forward with momentum in terms of, of LD. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is a, a good a good time, I think, unless you have anything particularly to add on that area. I think we can whisk you off to the Desert Island Supplies part of the podcast. Um, and as a very conscientious fellow that I know you are, Mark, I'm sure you've spent, you've just had a few days away in the Cotswolds, I know, and I'm sure you were sitting there thinking, what, what would I take to a Desert Island to listen to? And what would I watch? And what luxury item would I choose to take? to a desert island so i'm going to start you off on the question of what luxury item you take to a desert island uh, you can't take a 13 foot pork pie right okay uh my simple answer to that would be an unlimited volume of golf balls <laughs> i was going to say the one thing we haven't mentioned so far is the fact that mark is a I mean, you're a borderline fanatical golfer. I mean, you absolutely love golfing, don't you? I do, yes. And um, actually, on that matter, worth mentioning that we've obviously got the Golf Day, we which have, is part of the summer conference. Yeah, it's Farthingston Golf uh, Golf Course on the 15th of June. Yep. Um, the cost will be about £35 per person, and there'll be prizes we're being supported by Lexmark, uh, within that so that should be it's normally a great event we normally have a, a bit of a laugh mm-hmm. um it it's let's say it's semi-competitive <laughs> <laughs> i know what semi-competitive means it means very competitive <laughs> <laughs> invariably a limited supply of now but the, is there not a problem here well you've got no. limited, unlimited supply of golf balls on this yes. desert island but because. you don't have a golf club I'd be able to make a golf club on a day. Oh, well, I tell you what, you can't argue with a confident man. <laughs> you've thought about this, haven't you? You know, I, it, I bet you've watched that Tom Hanks film and thought, if I ever get stuck on a desert island, 
as long as I can whittle a set of golf clubs, <laughs> I'm okay. But the balls are a problem. So yeah. if anyone asks me that question, I've got to make sure I've got I've got the golf balls with me. Uh, that's brilliant, actually, because you just mentioned the summer conference. Also, worth reminding people that that's coming off on June sixteenth. It is, yeah. And uh, obviously, the winter conference is also coming up in November. Uh, mentioning that now because there's an extremely exciting offer that you'll be able to find. You should have got an email about it. Um, there's a very good buy one, get one half price deal on the winter conference for members. So make sure you're uh, taking advantage of that. Mark, you've got your golf balls. You've, you've come in with the extreme confidence of a man who has no question he can whittle a, a full supply of golf clubs and, and presumably some golf tees as well. What, what about golf? <laughs> I tell you what, are you going to whittle a caddy as well? <laughs> um, hopefully there'll be, yeah. uh, be support there. There'll be support there. Okay. Um, so what, so you, they, 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 you, I mean, I'm about to ask you what music and what you would take to, to watch, but I've got a weird feeling that you're just going to be playing golf the whole time. But in those rare moments you're not playing golf, Mark, what, what would you choose to listen to? What would you take with you to listen to? I have quite a varied uh, a range of music. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm working, I like to have classical music on. I don't like mm-hmm. words. Just have it on in softly in the background. But I suppose my, my, my kind of passion is around rock music. Not heavy mm-hmm. rock. But no, but yeah. Like, Classic uh, rock. Know, Eagles, well, I'm saying not heavy rock, some of the uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose if I had to take, um, it, it's a close call between a Genesis CD, mm-hmm. but perhaps because I've, I've seen them live twice and they were really superb, it would have to be Fleetwood Mac Rumours. Brilliant. And I tell you what, I think Fleetwood Mac Rumours is now the, I mean, I've, I've not, I can't, this is off the top of my head, I believe it is now the leading album on supply cast because we've definitely had it we've, we've definitely had it you don't often hear the same album come up a lot strange enough but we've definitely had Fleetwood Mac rumors come up at least three times I think you're the third person that has said that so I might go back through all the episodes at one stage and, and do a little leak table of what people selected like because you know things like Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon Who's Next mm-hmm. probably Led Zeppelin 4 mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the Genesis stuff I, I kind of um, like listening to, but if I have to have one, then it has to be that one because it's such a, a superb and eclectic mix of, of music. Brilliant, certainly, certainly a great choice. Uh, and what would you be? What would you take to watch? Right. Well, everybody drones when I start putting films on. Uh, <laughs> they, it tends to be very much the same, and it. It probably has to be the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, so you're going to take a box set? Well, what, I, three I, films, I, would you? If I had to take one of the three, okay, yeah. trilogy, it would have to be the Fellowship. Uh, sorry, not the, fe- the Return of the King. Okay, the the the, the uh, final part of the That's trilogy. The final part. Yeah. I mean, very close to that would be the Hobbit, and the other one, mainly because of the music, would have to be the Blues Brothers. Right. Brilliant, yeah, great Absolutely choice. Superb music. Yeah, uh, I mean, some of the, the storylines a bit bit thin to say the least, but the way. Uh, yeah, the yeah, obviously, I mean, the great Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, 
John Landis film. Yeah. I mean, the band at the back are all top quality sessions. Yeah. So the music is superb. I actually watched the Blues Brothers again really, really recently, funnily enough. So it was for something I was doing. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a great a great movie uh, and incredible music, you know. And I was having a discussion with someone just the other day about how the fact that um, it's it's funny to me that people don't often don't refer to it as being a musical, but of course it is. It's, it's, a, it's the definition of a musical. So I don't know why, you know, people feel sort of, you know, a reticence there to call it what it is. But yeah, great choices, fantastic choices. Yeah, you think of the people that are in it now. You've got yeah. Charles, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Um, James Brown. I mean, they're people of an era that are yeah. superb. Music. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a sort of time capsule that film, isn't it? It sort of collects all the greats together in, in um, you know, in one film. And across a whole kind of it's spanning many. I mean, people like Cab Calloway are in it yeah. as well, aren't they? So it's spanning a huge amount of time, really, up many until that point. Here. Well, I think they're brilliant choices, Mark. Thank you very uh, much. It sounds to me like you're made up. You've got you've got Supplycast number one album <laughs> taken. Uh, you're taking the Blues Brothers. I'm a bit of me thinking that I think someone else might have taken the Blues Brothers at one stage. It's very likely. And the, the or that or the Lord of the Rings, I think you were hedging your bets with. One thing, if you took, I was going to say, one thing, if you took the Lords of the Lord of the Rings trilogy box set, if you were to take that, if I was to allow that, <laughs> um, is you'd probably get rescued before you finished it, wouldn't you? It's very long, so you know. I would suggest it's, it's probably about ten hours worth of film. Though. Yeah, although I, I do suspect that I've got this image in my head now that you will just be like pottering around that desert island with your whittled clubs and that and. I doubt you, you know, I doubt you'd even get down to watching something. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. I think that's been a really um, important learning and development update at a very key time. So thanks for finding the time in between your doing your learning and developing and training and everything stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for finding the time. It's no problem, Bruce. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Okay, that's it for this episode. I hope you can uh, join me next time. Bye.